Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you took the Warriors plus 38 and a half in game, uh, you didn't win. 134 to 95, the final score in Memphis tonight. Just an absolute obliteration by the Memphis Grizzlies. But good news for Sean, as the Calgary Flames have taken a 2-1 lead. Over and the I Dallas have the Stars. puck line, so that's good news, but I'm looking for great news. So one more. Oh, that was sweet. Okay. Now they're starting to play the type of hockey that I anticipated they would have started out playing in game one. Aggressive, offensively. You know, pushing the puck, you know, getting shots, you know, on the Dallas goalie. You know, Edmonton made this mistake last night. This, I'm telling you tomorrow, Tim, parlay Edmonton and Tampa together. I guarantee you both win by multiple goals. Oh, uh, yeah, we haven't had enough pain with Edmonton already. So what could possibly go wrong? All right, let's bring in our next guest from VSIN, host of the uh, a number of shows uh, all weekend long. And, of course, the long shots, him and Brady Cannon, always giving you great insight, the PGA Championship next week. It is Wes Reynolds at Wes Reynolds 1 on Twitter. Wes, hopefully you uh, didn't join me in the Hall of Fame of Terrible Bets and bet the Warriors' second half here tonight. I did not, Tim, but it's kind of <laughs> one of those things as a better would would you rather just go down in flames, no pun intended, with Calgary going on, <laughs> or would you rather have your heart broken at the end? Neither. Well, I, I would say that I would I would say this, Wes. I would rather not have chased like a moron because I bet the Warriors in game pre flop. No, you it, had them pre flop. I did, and then I bet them in game when it was like looking like oh they could come back here, hot shooting for the Grizzlies, and then I bet them at the half, and that was just dumb. So hey. You live and you learn. Uh, stupid bet by me, but we uh, we press on. Uh, a lot to get to with U.S. Uh, as as always, and, and we kind of bounce all over the place. But let's start with the PGA Championship, Southern Hills. We'll we'll dive into it. I imagine more in depth, and there'll be a great long shots next week. But uh, when you look at the PGA Championship next week, not this weekend, folks, but next week, any people we should just kind of keep on the radar right now uh, for the second major of this golf season. Yeah, and, and I mean, I'm not going to go too far down right. the board to say the first guy you should keep an eye on, on is Scotty Scheffler because he said even uh, just after the Masters, Southern Hills is my favorite course, and he played at the University of Texas, so not too far away from Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
So he's played that course a lot. He's the favorite this week in his hometown of Dallas. I did not bet him this week just because Scotty hasn't played really a lot of golf. Because when you're the Masters champion, all of a sudden you have more demands on your time. You got to go throw out the first pitch at the Ranger game. You got to do a lot more media interviews, a lot more sponsor commitments. So he's actually only played one event since the Masters. He partnered with Brian Palmer at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, but he is playing this week at the Byron Nelson. Look, I feel like you almost have to have a little piece of him, and I don't like to bet favorites very often in the golf tournament, but I'll have some of him. I have some of Cameron Smith for every single uh, major, all three of them left, just grabbing numbers. Uh, Don't know if I'd necessarily bet him at the current price, but he's a guy you want to look at. And then I'm going to look at Sam Burns, who I didn't bet this week. Matt Humans did here at the Byron Nelson, but this is a guy that's playing really well. He's actually won on this course this week that they're playing in Dallas uh, back on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour at the Q School. He was the medalist back in 2017. So Sam Burns is starting to win some golf tournaments, moving closer to the top 10. And then I gave you that one long shot I texted you earlier this week. Tommy Fleetwood, I don't know what he is at Circa. I got him at 95 to 1. This is a guy that's starting to put it all together. He was kind of destined for stardom, maybe to win a major like three years ago, and it never came. He hasn't won since, I believe, November of 2019 in South Africa. But the irons are starting to come back to him. That's usually the best part of his game, the short game. He's starting to make all these putts and really seeing the ball well. So, Tommy Fleetwood, I think, is a really good dark horse, not only this week, but next week. And, and real quickly, just to, just to hit on it this weekend, I know you know a lot of people are probably focusing more so on the major, you know, like we mentioned, the PGA coming up in, in about a week. This weekend, starting tomorrow, the Byron Nelson, a, a couple guys that, that you fired on for the Byron Nelson starting tomorrow. Yeah, I have Will Zalatoris at 23-1. to 1. Will Zalatoris actually is a Dallas native, actually Plano, Texas, to be exact, not too far out of town, but He's from the area. He first played this course, TPC Craig Ranch, when he was a 12-year-old junior golfer. So you've actually got a couple Dallas guys that are short-priced this week, one being Scotty Scheffler and also Jordan Spieth, who was born and raised down there in Dallas. But I think Willie Z might have a little bit more of the urgency. And, look, we had Colt Nose, who is a former PGA Tour player who played his college golf at SMU, lives there in Dallas. He was on long shots with Brady and I, and he's like, look, all these guys are going to be motivated because you want to win in your hometown. It's no different than like a European or DT world tour player that plays in his homeland. You want to win that home game. Like we had with uh, Adrianos on the DP world tour in Spain a couple weeks ago. But I just think the sense of urgency is a little bit there for Willie Z. So I fired on him. I went with Hideki Matsuyama at 34 to one. He's been battling some injuries lately, but He's won three times the last 23 starts on the PGA Tour. So I just took a number, basically, Tim. I thought 34 to 1 in this field, even though you've got seven of the top 13 ranked players in the world, I thought that that was a little bit long of a price on Masayama. I mentioned Tommy Fleetwood, 50 to 1. And then a trio of guys at 55 to 1. Johnny Vegas, 55 to 1, ranked very highly in this field on approach. And I think you got to be really good with your irons here. Adam Hadwin, 55 to 1, had three top tens just last month, so he's not far from good form. And also Aaron Wise, 55 to 1. We're talking once again to uh, VEASAN's own uh, Wes Reynolds. Make sure to check out the long shots he and Brady Cannon uh, each and every week. The podcast, it's tremendous betting knowledge when it comes to golf. A major next weekend with the PGA. Uh, Switching gears to the NBA right now, Wes, you know, 
what would be your takeaway from from what we saw from Milwaukee's performance today with the reports out there that we could see the return of Chris Middleton in game six? So they come back, tremendous final minute, especially defensively from Drew Holiday. So did, did you have a, a takeaway from what we saw from the Bucks tonight going into Boston and taking game five? Well, the first is that Drew Holiday is a really damn good defender and won them that game. I know Giannis gets all the ink, and rightfully so, when he had 40 and 11 tonight. But Drew Holiday and Marcus Smart, one of the better defenders in his own right. And Drew Holiday, it it felt like, I think uh, our colleague Femi Abebefe said it right, it felt like he stole his soul at the end. And, and he really did. And I have Milwaukee for the series that I bet after game one. I laid a dollar forty, So feeling a little bit better about the equity because the game five winner when it's two to two goes on to win the series about 82% of the time in the NBA. So feel at least good about that. And I wonder about Boston's psyche. Uh, I know Tatum had a big night tonight. Horford, not so much. Horford's kind of been the adult in the room, I think, for that team. But you know, that's what championship teams find a way to do, albeit Golden State didn't really find a way to show up tonight. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking ahead to tomorrow, Wes, uh, we got two games on the schedule. Philly right now, depending on where you look, either two or two-and-a-half-point favorite. Pretty low total of 207, and then we've got Dallas and Phoenix. Um, starting with the uh, the evening affair, Phoenix and Dallas, is this a situation? Now, I know Phoenix went down to Dallas, lost both of those games <laughs> Does Phoenix finish off Dallas tomorrow night, or do you see life in this Dallas team and the way that they've been able to play at home? Look, home teams, for the most part, outside of Boston tonight, just look at what Memphis, home teams have been thriving this postseason in the NBA. Well, it's all going to depend, I think, Tim, if Dallas controls the tempo. I think they want a slower game, and look, they don't have a lot of size down low. So they basically got to take the approach on offense, let Luca do, do what he do, and then kind of chuck and duck. And that's what Dallas needs to do. You may need to make about 16 out of 43s, and they've done that a few times already in the playoffs. And I think that's what they're going to have to do. I'm looking at the total, and it is getting bet at least early on to the under. So this has been a little bit of a correlated series, say, for, for last night when uh, Phoenix won by 30 and it went under. But – Phoenix, I think, wants a little bit more. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. 
Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Tempo game than Dallas does, so small lean to the Mavericks. Yeah, um, I, I like Phoenix to come out of the West. When you look at the Western Conference, West, do you do you have a great feel of of who's going to ultimately emerge? I mean, I, I I've been a I wouldn't say overwhelmed by Phoenix's performance, but when I look at the way Golden State continues to struggle, and tonight was just disgusting, um, who do you have coming out of the West? I still think it is going to be Phoenix, Tim, that comes out of the West. I just think when you're when you're Chris Paul and you can control the tempo, they can play slow or they can play fast. I think they want to play faster in this series against Dallas, like I was just mentioning. But I just think they are so deadly in that pick and roll, and it's so hard to guard those guys. And if you can get any consistency out of Aiton down low, Phoenix is just so dangerous, and now Booker is back healthy. They've got depth. They've got guys that can make shots all over the floor. So I do think Phoenix comes out of the West. All right, Wes, we got a minute. Uh, before we run, uh, if I made you make a play right now, um, who would you pick to uh, hoist the Larry O'Brien? Mm. Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's hard. I, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Phoenix. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Philadelphia for tomorrow. I'm concerned about that depth, but I'm also concerned about Miami shooting on the road. They shot 22 yeah. percent in Game Three, Game Four combined from the three. So. I don't have a lot of confidence in anybody from the East, so I'm going to be chalky here and go at the Suns. He is Wes Reynolds. Catch him all weekend stuff, long Wes. here on the network. Once again, make sure you listen to the long shots. Great betting knowledge from him and Brady Cannon each and every week on golf. Wes, always appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, let's get the Flames home for Sean and I. Yeah, let's do it. Flames leading 2-1 to one right now. Two and a half minutes to go. Pull that goalie, Dallas. Let's have a little celebration today after that Warriors absolute nightmare. Come on, Flames. Get it home for Sean. It's the nightcap. Oh, my God. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting. From the local perspective, there are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Well, while you we were in break, the goalie was pulled. Never in doubt, baby. Calgary was able to get a goal to make it 3-1. to one. Never in doubt. And Sean, hopefully uh, the Calgary Flames can come home here on the puck there line. There we go. 20 seconds and counting. And take a 3-2 series lead over the Dallas Stars. This is why you don't keep teams behind the red tape. <laughs> this is why you don't hold grudges in sports betting. This is why you allow the pass to be the pass, bygones to be bygones, and you continue to try and make the best bet possible based on the information you have. I've known since game one, Calgary's the far better team in this series. We lost, then we lost again with Calgary, and I put them behind the red tape, you know what? And I said, let me go look up the word karma. 
And you know what? I wanted my karma to be right. And so I allowed Calgary to come back into the portfolio of potential wagers, and they have rewarded me two games in a row now, Tim Murray, and I could not be more ecstatic. Also, you got mad at him game one for winning one nothing. I will, I will remind you of that. Well, understand my frustration. It's not with the final score. It's with the style of play. So, like, I know hockey pretty well. So I know how so, – like, for instance, yesterday, if Edmonton had played – the entire game, like they played the last three quarters of the third period and lost, I'd have been okay. But they played the first two periods like completely out of character. You know, they're an offensive first, second line dominated team who has to be aggressive, who has to get shots on goal, who takes chances, leaking guys out. And they played a conservative, you know, ball control in in this situation, puck control kind of play, and that's just not who they are. And ultimately, they scored. They got it to overtime, but they lost. I was frustrated with that. Calgary finally is starting to play more like the Calgary that I saw in the regular season. Interesting night on the ice. Uh, We had three games because the Avs completed that sweep of the Predators. We only had three games tonight. The Rangers trailed 2-0 with five minutes to go in the second period and then promptly (laughs) scored three goals in a span of three minutes Ultimately, they win that game 5-2. to two. The Florida Panthers trailed 3-0 against the Capitals in the second period. They come back. They win 5-3. to three. And then the Calgary Flames trailed 1-0 heading into the third period, and they win 3-1. to one. So how crazy is that? We had a team trailing in Calgary, 1-0, 45 minutes into the game. They win on the puck line. The Rangers trailed... 2-0 into the second period. They win 5-3 puck line. And the Panthers trailed 3-0. They win 5-3 on the puck line. Unbelievable yeah. night uh, for comebacks in in hockey and in the NBA. I mean, outside of the, the disaster uh, that was the Warriors' performance tonight where they just got absolutely embarrassed by the Memphis Grizzlies, 134-95, it was a great comeback by Milwaukee. So we saw a whole bunch of comebacks. I mean, Milwaukee was down double digits, and they came back to win 110 to 107. So really an impressive night, Sean, all around outside of Memphis in the postseason with comebacks. Three teams on the ice all coming back, and the Bucks coming back uh, against the Celtics. Yeah, I think you're starting to see, like, the championship character of some teams kind of surface you know tomorrow is speaking of which tomorrow for me i mean could be like i have series bets on dallas and philly in the nba and tampa in hockey i have philly i think on a win the eastern conference win the uh, nba championship and joel Embiid <laughs> to be nba finals mvp so i mean I need some some grit, some resolve, some 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 mental toughness shown tomorrow, or I could, it could be a terrible day for me without even making a wager. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I wouldn't feel great about where you sit with Philadelphia, but hey, crazier things have happened. Yeah. Um, if they can get it to Game Seven, they can win. They got to get it there. Sure. Yeah. Are they going to get it there? I'm not betting. I don't that know. Game. I'm not betting that game. I don't. Right. I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, I've already, I'm not going to bet the game tomorrow. No chance. No. 
I, yeah. I have, yeah. I, Dallas, I just feel like I'm, I'm kicking the can down the road. Like, if they don't win tomorrow or if they do win tomorrow, I don't have any confidence they can go to Phoenix and win, which is kind of, you know, so it's like. And I, I know I shouldn't, I shouldn't do this, but I, I, I continue to go back, and I've got two bets already on the Suns to win the West. And I asked JVT yesterday, you know, should people double down after their performance, the Suns' performance last night, the 30-point victory? And I, I, I mean, I understand what he was saying. He's like, it's tough for me, I'm paraphrasing for JVT, Jonathan Valentobel, mm-hmm. to, to get a number now when you kind of missed out on it. And I think that's fair when you look at it from those eyes. But I look at the West, and I'm not going to say it, it's, you know, that they, sh- that they can't be beat. Of course they can be beat. They lost twice They've in Dallas. They've been the most consistent. But I-, I look at that Phoenix team, I still think, look, they're a 64-18 and 18 basketball team, Sean. And Golden State, and, and like I said, I'm not trying to be a prisoner of the moment, but that performance today, that's embarrassing. You're, you're, you're Absolute not. embarrassment. So, so watch how I approach this thing, Tim. The truth doesn't have emotions. It's just the truth. Right now, Phoenix. So you're not getting emotional if you tell the truth. There's not a championship team that I can recollect or that I can remember that's given up almost 80 points and a half in the year that they won the championship. I, I just. So don't feel bad because you're not being a prisoner of the moment. I hate when people say that. If you're telling the truth, you're telling the truth. Now, well, if you're making is, some kind this of this is just how I yeah, felt, though. Yeah. This is how I felt about this this Warriors team. Speak your truth. That I I just believe the Suns are a more complete team. I have not bet the Suns to win the title. I have bet them to win the West because I think Boston or Milwaukee very well could beat the Suns, and I think the Suns could beat both of those teams. I think those are the three best teams in the NBA, and the Bucks now have a a great advantage going into Game Six at home against Boston with the potential that Chris Middleton is coming back. So let me ask you this, though, Sean. At DraftKings right now, the co-favorites to win the NBA title are Golden State and Phoenix at plus 225. The Milwaukee Bucks are plus 425. And I think the reason is, while they may be up three games to two over Boston, Boston's still a very capable team. And if they go into Milwaukee, which they have done before, win game six, game seven obviously is back in Boston on Sunday, likely afternoon. But would you look at the Bucks with the reports out there that Middleton could be back for game six, meaning he'll be back for the Eastern Conference Finals, he'll obviously be back for the NBA Finals. Would you look into betting the Bucks, or is it just too late? Have you missed the boat on so the Bucks? So I have, and I had to pull up you know, my, my, my online thing. I have the Bucks right now at plus 350 to win the Eastern Conference. I have them at plus 800 to win the NBA championship, and I have Giannis at plus 800 to be finals MVP. I think those are some good tickets right So now. I put in, and then my other bets that I have in the NBA, I have the 76ers to win the Eastern Conference at 550, to win the NBA championship at plus 1400, and Embiid to win the MVP at plus 1600. So I basically said after Philly tied it at 2-2, I think the Eastern Conference championship is going to be Milwaukee – Versus Philly. Right. And so whichever team comes out of that, I'll have to you win. You feel the that way right now? Uh, not so much. <laughs> but again, like this one thing, like it's it's so hard. And, and it's really, Tim, why I took Calgary out of the red tape. And it's applicable as we talk to the 76ers. These professional athletes are not wired like 
the ones of the past. Like, they aren't mentally tough as the guys from the earlier previous eras were. Like, they don't value hard work, toughness, intangibles, like the small things on the stat sheet, boxing out after a shot, securing a rebound, limiting your turnovers. Like, they're all about talent, talent, shot making, talent, talent, shot making. And when that's not effective, it spills over into everything else that they do. So what you have to do, and it's very hard for me as a former professional athlete, I have to put out of my mind the lack of effort the 76ers gave in game five. Because watch what they show up with tomorrow. They're going to be diving on the floor. They're going to be competing for rebounds. They're going to be getting second shots. And you know what? We're going to be back in Miami on the weekend for game seven. I just don't believe that. I don't I don't trust this Sixers team. They could win tomorrow. I mean, it's, it's not inconceivable. They're the favorite to win tomorrow. I don't think that the consistency there, and I thought it was ridiculous, this notion, oh, you know, James Harden plays like he did in game four. Well, yeah, and he's not going to do it. Right before he, we go to break, Tim, I guess the problem is look at what I got from Golden State tonight. So it's what yeah. do I believe and in? I don't, and we said it last night. Neither one of us trusted Golden State either. That's true. But the effort was there from Milwaukee. Man, did they look damn good tonight, especially in that fourth quarter. It's the nightcap here on BC. Winning never looked better. Make free hoops and soccer picks for a shot at a sweet payday with the H&M Wear That Feeling Prediction Series. Enter three pools and compete for your share of $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash HM now to get in on the action. H&M to make everyone look and feel good. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The evening has concluded on the ice and on the hardwood and uh, and ended well, Mr. King at least, uh, as the Flames win on the puck line 3-1, to one, trailing one nothing entering the third period. So uh, a nice win there for the Flames. They now take a 3-2 series lead. I uh, saw a stat that the uh, Washington Capitals, uh, first time they've blown a three-goal lead in a playoff game since 1993. Cool. Super cool. Uh, Plant Panthers win 5-3. And uh, the Rangers, as uh, Sean said last night, take care of business too. So a good win for the Rangers. They stave off elimination, beating the Penguins at Madison Square Garden Five to three tonight. So uh, a good uh, a good win there for the Rangers. A good win for for teams uh, coming back uh, to uh, to get it all done there uh, this evening. So a uh, a busy uh, a busy night once again, Sean. Yeah, all around success, successful night. Um, I would say this: two empty net goals kind of transformed. The entire night from like what could have been, you know, a break even type of evening to, you know, making some 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 really good. Good blue faces. Yeah, I got lucky kind of on a deflection in the Rangers game and the puck went in. So the Rangers covered the puck line and then um, in Calgary, the guy actually missed the empty netter and it was on the rebound. You know, his teammate, you know, put it into the back of the net. So happy about that. Probably got a little lucky in the uh, Celtics. Bucks game. So I took Milwaukee tonight 
First quarter, they were plus one and a half. They covered. First half, they were plus two and a half. They didn't cover. And then for the game, plus four and a half. And obviously, they won outright, so they covered that. And I also had Milwaukee over 214 and a half. And it kind of came down to the wire, but ultimately, it ended up going over. So in the NBA, I lost the first half bet on Milwaukee, but I was crushed in Golden State. I had Golden State money line. Like, I was like, yeah. I'm thinking I'm outsmarting the book. I was like, okay. It's kind of a stinky line, which we should have saw. Kind of disappointed in my co-host because he's the the leader of stinky lines. So his nose is more astute than mine when it comes to smelling out situations like this. But in hindsight, no jaw, closeout game. Warriors only favored by four and a half. They were favored by less than Milwaukee was initially. Uh, I mean, and Boston was initially favored for it. That should have threw up red flags everywhere so in hindsight we probably should have been on the other side or left memphis golden state alone you agree yeah, with that no i agree uh and it was it was just dumb you know uh, especially on my part uh the the second half i, I should have stayed away from i mean it was <sighs> i i figured we'd get some sort of effort but you know also golden state's up 3-1 they're a veteran team are they really going to put in a ton of effort sean in the second half mm-hmm. you know it was kind of those one of those i was mad at myself for for betting them to win and then tried to right a wrong and it was just made it worse. So a uh, terrible bet uh, by me tonight uh, on, on Golden State. And I agree. I mean, it wasn't a game I was necessarily really fired up to be a part of. Um, you know, I, I, ta- I wasn't either. I tailed JVT. Great call by him on the over in, uh, in Milwaukee, Boston. Um, and then... I thought Golden State would win. I And I, you know, talking it out last night, I did think it was a kind of a situation where game four, Golden State really didn't play all that well, found a way to win. Memphis crumbled in the fourth quarter. And you, you just, you've seen this happen a lot where that was kind of their shot, right? Mm-hmm. That was their first game without Ja, and now they have Ja, or they know Ja's gone. You know, what is their effort going to be tonight? We should have known better. Memphis is is a passionate fan base. That place was going wild. You had the the extra motivation from uh, they, they do a whoop that trick down yeah, there, and yeah. and that's what Steph Curry said about what the final tonight was going to be. So it was just all in all. I mean, once again, you just make bad bets, and that was a bad bet. So man. Tim, let me put my coaching hat on for a second and analyze Golden State. And here's what scares me: when Golden State was dominant when they were winning 70 games a year, their standard was their standard. They didn't play to the level of competition. They played to a standard that they had set for themselves on offense and defense from a taking care of the basketball standpoint, effectively rebounding, making the right pass, making free throws. Like, it was a standard that they played to. I feel like they play way more now to the competition. And they have this comfortability that they can always fall back on how good they are on offense when they're at their peak. And I feel like that's going to ultimately prevent them from winning what, in my opinion, would be their easiest championship of the ones they already have. Because there is no LeBron. There is no Kawhi. There is no Durant. Like uh, the, the icons that we've known for the last decade in the NBA, for the most part, are already out of the playoffs. Chris, Chris Paul is a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's not viewed in the same light 
as LeBron and KD and Kawhi and all these other guys. Like, they get to miss all of that. And I just feel like they're taking it for granted. Giannis is pretty good. Yeah, Giannis is on the side. Though. Giannis got to get there. Oh, you're talking about I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Just, I'm talking about making, West? Yeah, yeah, I'm just I mean, talking Devin about getting Book- to the finals. I, I agree. Right. I agree with your overall. You're yeah. not. Yeah. I, I mean, Devin Booker is starting to kind of yeah. become. They didn't a, have to beat LeBron and the Lakers in round one and then catch Kawhi right. and Paul George healthy in round two against the Clippers. Yeah. You know, they, they missed, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of what. They didn't catch James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving in the finals. Right. You know, like this year, in my opinion, the way it's it's it, the way the dominoes have fell, this would have been their easiest championship ever. But I just feel like they don't play to the same standard. I just internally that they used to. I, I think what you're saying is is correct, but this team is not nearly obviously what it was, right? It, it it's it it doesn't have Durant, it doesn't have peak Steph, and I think Clay Thompson, as we talked about last night with Dieter Kurtenbach from San Jose Mercury News, and. Clay's not Clay, and I, I know he's hitting threes tonight, and you know he's he's getting beat nonstop. Do you know what Clay's first legitimate platform to stand on in this league was defense? Yeah, he's a great. He was he a great was an defender. elite defensive yeah. wing player. I don't know if he even plays defense anymore. You know, Steph has always kind of gotten away with playing defense because of the amount of pressure he puts on the other end. Draymond. Draymond hadn't looked anything like that Dennis Rodman type that he was when the Warriors are good. I mean, when's the last time you saw him get a tough rebound or, or make a tough putback? You know, I mean, I just and – and, and I don't really care. I'm not a Warriors fan, but that's why I'm not on television saying take the Warriors to win this championship. Oh, no. I just think that it catches up with them. I, they're not doing the little things, and that, to me, what was always the separator for them – was they did the little things right, the effort, the energy, the commitment, you know, to plan the game the right way. You didn't have to worry about them. There's no difference between the Golden State Warriors that showed up tonight in Memphis and the Philadelphia 76ers that showed up yesterday in Miami. Those two teams played the identical same game, yet people will kill the 76ers because they dislike James Harden. They dislike Joel Embiid. They will give a pass to the Warriors because they like Steph Curry. Well, they're also up 3-2. I know, but I'm just saying the, 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 and they're gonna play it was in the game Western five in both series. And they get pay, played the same game on the road. I think the difference is the Warriors have won three championships. Right. I mean, if you put all that context right. into it. But I'm saying they're not playing like the teams that yeah. won those championships. Well, and that's why I thought earlier in the year, I mean, they were playing really, really well. The Warriors were. But I never really fully bought into them winning a championship. Now, they had some really – exciting games in these early rounds where they were lighting up the nuggets and you felt like I still think a Suns Warriors Western Conference Finals is going to be entertaining. Yeah. And I, I, I picked the Suns in that. I would too. I mean, I, and I, I continue to, I don't know if I'll rebet it again. I've already got it down twice, but I, I think the Suns do win the West. This is going to sound crazy. The Reds are going to win the NL Central. No, that's going to actually happen. No, it's not. Losing Gary Payton. Most significant loss Golden State has had because he was still the one guy with his chip on his shoulder. But that's the p- that played the game the right way. That that energy was effusive. It that, permeated the entire team. And I don't disagree, they missed that. I don't disagree with that. But that there that in itself is why this Warriors team is flawed. Absolutely, that's what I'm Gary saying. Gary Payton the second is the seventh best player on that team. 
Oh. Chris Middleton, the second best player for the Bucs, is gone. Mm-hmm. And they are now up three games to two, winning tonight. What a performance tonight. 40 and 10 from Giannis. Two spectacular defensive plays by Drew Holiday. Bucks win. Grizzlies win. Two games tomorrow night. Handful of games on the ice. We'll take a look at all of it when we wrap things up next, right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Spring Special is here, folks. For only 59 bucks, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. For the next f- a few months, they're going to be filled with be- the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. And the subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's MLB Best Bets on a daily basis. Jonathan Von Tobel have his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and more. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which, once again, daily best bet emails, every edition of Points Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, live video stream, whatever you want, it costs 59 bucks if you're a subscriber through July 31st. VEASAN.com slash spring. Wrapping things up here on the nightcap and... Just once again, going back to what we saw, a dominating performance or an embarrassing performance by Golden State. However you want to look at it, Grizzlies win 134-95, to over does hit in that one. But, Sean, you pointed out something during the break that uh, needs to be brought up. So the second half line, uh, which hopefully no one was dumb enough to, oh, I bet it, uh, was Golden State minus 10. The money line at the Westgate Superbook here in town Five. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. To one on the Grizzlies. They won the second half by 12. 
They outscored the Warriors by 25 in the third quarter. Plus 500 on the second half money line for the Grizzlies. And that was a rocking chair. Mm. Rocking chair. So if you just... And, and, and it's so easy to do it now in hindsight. And I already made fun of myself. It's probably one of my worst bets I've maybe ever made in my life. It was so bad laying the 10 in the second half because I should have known, Sean, you're down 3-1, mm-hmm. or sorry, you're up 3-1 in this series. You get to go back home on Friday, win this series without John Morant. You're a veteran team. Your head coach isn't even there. The place is going crazy. Why should I have expected any sort of quality effort from the Warriors? They just packed it in. They're up. They're down 27, up 3-1 in the series. There was no reason on the road to come out and try to take over the second half. It's a dumb bet, and hopefully someone out there recognized that before I did and said 5-1 to one on the money line for a team that probably wants to embarrass this this team, why wouldn't you do that? Couple things. One, uh, I hope Mike Brown enjoys being a uh, assistant coach. He's gonna be a head because after the night, uh, has he already? Yeah, he's the Kings. The Kings? Coach. Yeah, I'm a, if he hadn't signed that contract, Kings, I'd rethink that. <laughs> um, number two, they better be careful because in the second round or in the first round, remember this happened to Philly. Yeah, Philly came home, kind of laid an egg. Had to go to Toronto. Now, they ultimately ended up winning, and Golden State gets, gets to go home. But don't forget, it cost them Joel Embiid for games one and two. Remember, he got Fractured injured face. in that unnecessary game six. It, it, especially a team like the Warriors, it's been fragile. You know, God forbid somebody got hurt. You know, and, and the last point of this, again, when Golden State was running, was, was, was really on their run, they didn't play to their competition. They played to their own standard. That's what scares me about this year's version of the Warriors. It, it just scares me. I agree. And that's why I think the Suns will win the uh, the West. So, once again, uh, with me saying that. So, let's do this. Go ahead and lock in the Warriors. Let's not, <laughs> let's not overlook anything tomorrow. So, let's start in the NBA. Yeah. Miami-Philly. Philly's favored. By two or by two, two and a half. Two and a half, depending, depending on where, where you're at. Yep. What does that say to you? Philly's going to win. I agree. Suns Mavericks in Dallas. Mavs have won the last two games. Their Suns still favored. Yeah. Last series against the Pelicans, when they were in this situation, the Suns handled business and closed out. I do think the wear and tear of playing an extra game is something that they're cognizant about. Yeah. Not getting in a one game and done all for the marble situation with someone like Luca and company. I mean, it, that's just a game that I, I, I don't really want anything to do with mm-hmm. um, because, you know, as you mentioned, based off of the way my mind usually works, Dallas would be the play here. You just lost by 30 and now only catching two. You're at home and mm-hmm. you could flip it and say, well, they won both games that they played at home. That's fair. I think the public will probably be on Phoenix if I had to guess in this one. Um, And I think it's correlated, too. I I think even though Phoenix did win and the under hit last night, I think if you like Phoenix, 
I would lean the over 212. And if you like Dallas, I would lean the under. I think that's the way these games are going to be looked at, played here, Sean. So uh, I'll be honest, of these two games tomorrow, I mean, sorry to disappoint because of you know my track record right now of betting the uh, the Warriors tonight, but I, I don't. I'm not going to have anything tomorrow. I don't. As of right now, will, will you be? Now you have a future on Philly. You have a future on Dallas. Mm-hmm. Will you individually bet either one of these games? Oh uh, no. Okay. All right. Should we get to hockey? What are you? Uh, you're yeah. fe- you're feverishly writing down things over there. Yes. So my. I just wanted to double check something before I give this out. Tampa's a lock to win tomorrow. All right, Tampa tomorrow. Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow. They're minus 135. They're absolute lock. You could find them at South Point, minus 120. Yeah, that's even better. I jump on that now. I'm just, Tampa wins tomorrow. Don't overthink it. This series is going game seven. Who's going to win game seven? I have no idea. But Tampa wins tomorrow. And, okay. and if I'm not mistaken, Tampa jumped up 2-0 in the last game and ultimately ended up losing 4-3. That's the only game where the winner hasn't covered the puck line. Okay. And they've the totals have been 5 in game 1, 8-7-10-7. Total tomorrow, 6.5, juice to the over, minus 120. So I, I'm going to have a large bet on Tampa, but I will also play the over. So tonight, just to, you know, once again, tonight, overs 2-1, and one, uh, Dallas and Calgary, which has played to a pretty under pace. Uh, five and a half was the total tonight, juiced pretty heavily to the under at most spots. Uh, Westgate had it as, uh, as juiced as minus 145. That goes over Florida-Washington, over, or sorry, Dallas-Calgary, I beg your pardon, under Washington-Florida, over uh, Pittsburgh-New York, over. So you like Tampa- Minus one twenty ish, whatever yeah. you like. I love Tampa tomorrow. Not like I love Tampa tomorrow. And then what about Boston, Carolina? So but right now, Boston. I would lean Boston on the brink of elimination. I would lean Boston that because of the lineup adjustments, they get to make it home because they get to set the lineup last. Yep. So they get to match up the lineups in a favorable way for them, and that's kind of how this this series is going. That's why Boston's won the games at home, and, and, and uh, Carolina has won the games, you know, at home as well. Carolina chance to eliminate the Bruins tomorrow night. They're up three games to two. Uh, another total of six and a half. Edmonton losing in overtime to L.A. Both you and I were on Edmonton last hey, night. Call me a sucker. Bouncing back. I will have a huge really bet on Edmonton puck line tomorrow. It's plus one seventy. On the road in L.A., yep. you're rolling with Edmonton. Yep. I'm just rolling with the talented team. They played the third quarter like I thought they were going to play the whole game. I don't know why they've gotten out of character. Like, like That's the part about Edmonton and their performance in the first two and a half periods in game five that I just don't understand. Their strength is their offensive talent, their shot making, their creativity with that first line. If you're going to lose, go out playing your style of hockey. They need to be leaking guys out. They need to be taking chances. They need to be aggressive offensively. Give those guys chances to win the game. Like, they played a real conservative game. Dennis, I, just, I was shocked in game five how conservative they were. How many, how few shots they got on goal. Like, I don't think they do that again. I think they come out, they're going to be free skating. Hey, if you give up a couple breakaways, hey, man, let your goalie make his money. 
Like I, I, I like Edmonton tomorrow, but I'm going to start off with with Tampa. So Tampa will be a very, very significant wager for me tomorrow. I don't, I think there's any way Tampa loses. All right, there you go. Tampa it is. Tampa tomorrow for Sean, and then uh, Edmonton in the uh, late night affair. Uh, nothing in the NBA as of right now. Things might change. The better the year gotta, might be Mets tomorrow morning. Got to lick my wounds. No way they lose back-to-back games for the Nationals. That'd be fine by me. Yeah, Need no way losses. possible. Need more losses than Mets. I know you're, like, you're trying to take jabs at me. I don't care. Remember that World Series they won, Sean? <laughs> One of these days your Rays will win it. All right. Hey, thanks to Cody Decker. We apologize to Cody Decker for Sean's shenanigans. Reds, 550. Thanks to Eric Eager. Uh, thanks to Wes Reynolds. Uh, thanks to our listeners. Scott Seidenberg, up next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.